And welcome back to another episode of Locked On Chiefs. I am Chris Clark. I'm going to be joined with Patricia Trena from Locked On Giants here in just a moment for the Locked On Chiefs, Locked On Giants podcast. We are going to be talking about this game coming up against the New York Giants uh, on Monday night. Kansas City is playing the Giants on Monday night football. It's going to be a good game, hopefully, for Kansas City. They're going to have to adjust with, with the way they've been playing over the past couple of weeks. It is going to be something to definitely watch. I'm curious to see how they play this game because there are a lot of questions going into this game. Uh, is Mahomes going to be healthy is the number one question right now. As we are recording this, we are not going to know whether or not that is going to be the uh, something that is going to be reality or not, uh, just because it's possible that he is you know, dealing with a concussion. We still don't know at this point. Uh, and we're recording this a little bit earlier in the week. Thank you, though, for making the Locked on Chiefs podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And today's show is brought to you by McDonald's. This episode of Locked on Chiefs is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect. So when we start looking at this game and what it's going to mean for Kansas City, Kansas City is 3-4 and four heading into this game against the Giants. Uh, the big question right now is, like I said, is Mahomes going to be healthy? But then you also have question marks on health on other players. Is Chris Jones still healthy? Uh, he played the entire game. I don't think he looked like his normal self. The question is, is should they maybe possibly move him back to defensive tackle? I think that they're going to keep him in because they don't have somebody to replace him at that position right now. But what can Kansas City do to get to a point where they're in a better position moving forward? At 3-4, and four, they still technically control their own destiny. They have the ability to win the AFC West because they still have five divisional games left. But it, the schedule is going to be getting tougher. Uh, you have the New York Giants coming up on Monday night. Then you have the Green Bay Packers. Then you have the Las Vegas Raiders. And then you go up against the Dallas Cowboys. So the next four games are really going to determine where Kansas City is in this field and what they're going to be able to do in the 2021 season. Uh, lots of question marks on the offensive line, whether or not that's going to be able to hold up. But as Ryan and I discussed on Tuesday, one of the things that we need to watch in this game specifically is can Kansas City's offensive line protect Patrick Mahomes, but can Patrick Mahomes really help his offensive line? He's been taking drops that are too far back into the pocket, which have been leaving his offensive tackles and hanging them out to dry. So that's definitely something that we need to watch going into this game. And then you start flipping it over to the New York Giants. New York Giants had a great game. They beat the Carolina Panthers 25-3 to on Sunday. Uh, that was a good game from them. Daniel Jones is playing after a scary entry from a couple weeks ago. I was questioning whether or not he'd be available this game. Obviously, he will be. He'll be ready to start and ready to go in this game. I do think that the Chiefs and the Giants, uh, this is not a game that I was thinking was going to be something that would be a big thing for Kansas City. I thought that, you know, they should be able to beat the Giants. Right now, if they don't win this game, they're going up against the Packers after that, and that is not a good position you want to be in. They would be 3-5 and five if they lose this game, and they're basically going to be eliminated from the playoffs. When we get back, I'm going to be at, I'm going to be bringing on Patricia Trainer from the Locked On Giants podcast. Thank you all for listening, and we'll be back in just a moment with that. A place where classmates can meet up for a study group, knowing they have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of French fries and McFlurries. You know I'm talking about McDonald's. If you like McDonald's, you need to go check them out. Great food, great place 
to go and meet with teammates, competitors, the home team, or the away team can come to recharge. It's the place you always look forward to shopping at on a long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. You can come in after a Little League game. You can stop at McDonald's after the big sporting event. Connecting to Wi-Fi when you need to get your work done. There are lots of different instances of going to McDonald's and lots of different reasons why you can go there other than just the food. Grabbing McDonald's after a busy day or when you're late to something and need something delicious and dependable. They are always quick. The drive through is always very speedy whenever I go, and I really do appreciate that. So head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. Did somebody say locked on Chiefs watch party at McDonald's? Possibly in the near future. And I'm loving it. Rock Auto is one of my favorite places to go shop because I have a car that's, you know, I it's dependable right now. But when I'm looking for new car parts, I'm always trying to find something that I can go find online. And I've really enjoyed using rockauto.com. Save time and money when you use Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30 to 50 to 50 to 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Patricia, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, Chris. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you again for coming on. Really appreciate it. No problem. Glad to oh, be here. Man, this is just a tale of two seasons right now, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Definitely. How are you feeling about the Giants so far right now? Oof. I got to tell you, I, I'm. this team has been mentally exhausting at times um, between the injuries, between the performance, um, the expectations. Everybody on paper in the offseason thought the Giants were going to be a, uh, a, a playoff-bound team. They have not quite looked like one. They've had injuries at an alarming rate, it seems, every week. They're putting somebody on IR, whether it be season ending or, you know, short term. Um, the play has been up and down. It's just been really exhausting if you're uh, following the Giants. Yeah, and I think that that's the big question is, you know, how is that going to work? How is that, uh, you know, how is that affecting things right now? When you start looking at the injuries that the Giants have had, what are you seeing and who is do you think is going to be available for this game and who may not be available for this game? Well, as we record this, it's a it's a Tuesday night, so we haven't mm -hmm. seen the first injury report. We probably won't see that, I don't think, until Thursday. But that said, the area to take a look at for the Giants is on the offensive side of the ball. So you have Saquon Barkley, um, the running back, who is dealing with an ankle injury. He's missed two games. Will he be back? Um, I don't have a feeling one way or another on that because, um, you know, I thought he might be back last week. But um, – you know, so fingers crossed that he's back. Then you've got two receivers that are banged up. You've got um, Kenny Galladay, their ex receiver, and Kadarius Tony, their rookie first round draft pick. Galladay has a knee, and uh, Galladay, and, and I'm sorry, and Tony's got the ankle injury. Tony missed uh, his first game last week um, with that injury, and Galladay has been missing two games. And, and again, I'm not sure where they're going to be in terms of their. Uh, 
availability. Um, I'd have to see how they are, how they're moving around. And then you throw in Sterling Shepard, who last week was a surprise um, deactivation for the Giants. Shepard was added back to the injury report with a hamstring strain. Seems like hamstring strains are getting all the Giants receivers this year. Um, so he was the last. The league, honestly. Yeah, a lot seriously. Of injuries. <laughs> exactly. But uh, yeah, so Shepard was a le- uh, last minute scratch. Um, he showed up on the injury report on Thursday, went through a workout Sunday before the game against the Panthers. That workout lasted probably in the blink of an eye, and then they shut him down. So the Giants have some significant injury uh, issues on the offensive side of the ball. They've also got some guys banged up on the defensive side. They just lost Jabril Peppers to safety, um, who was placed on IR. He has a ruptured Achilles tendon. I'm sorry, a, a ruptured ACL and a high ankle sprain. So he is done for the year. And uh, they also, their inside linebacker, Tate Crowder, last week showed up on the injury report on Saturday with a thigh issue. So a lot of uncertainty right now for the Giants as we record this as to who they're going to have, who they're not going to have. The extra day of rest hopefully will help them out, but we'll have to see once they get out there. They're going to practice on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday and um, I should have a better idea at that point whether or not they're going to be able to – who might be available for uh, Monday night's game and who probably won't. Yeah, and you start looking at injuries just across the league this year. It seems like every year you think that injuries are going up, but this year specifically, I mean, Kansas City had, I think, 16 players on the injury report going into last week's game. Uh, they obviously haven't practiced either, so we don't know where they're sitting right now. But you start looking at the injury lists of some of these teams, it's just amazing that they're able to fill out rosters at this point. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I was Before we started recording, I, I actually was looking up to see what the Chiefs' injury situation looked like. And according to Man Games Loss, through week six, and I know we're going into week eight here, but the Chiefs were actually the lowest, uh, had the lowest injury rate in the NFL, which yeah. is pretty darn impressive if you ask me. So, but yeah, you know, look, it's a 17-game season. Guys are going to get nicked up and banged up, and it's a matter of you know how these guys are resting, how they're recovering, how bad the injuries are. I mean, I, you know, I have this discussion with people on on my Twitter account all the time about oh the MetLife Stadium turf is to blame, or this is to blame, or that's to blame. Football's a rough game. I mean, players are asked to do things that. I think any of one of us, if we put our bodies through that, we would probably end up in 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 uh, intensive care for, the for probably weeks. Yeah, yeah exactly. Absolutely. So, you know, it's, it, it's unfortunate injuries stink, but you know, they're part of the game and some guys are, are, I guess are more injury prone than others. And, you know, you just have to be smart about it. That's why, you know, Daniel Jones, a couple of weeks ago when he had the concussion, I kept saying, and, and I'm sorry, I was right about this, but I kept saying all season long, he's going to get dinged if he doesn't learn how to slide. And if he doesn't stop, you know, lowering his shoulder and going in with his head and sure enough, he got dinged. Now, thankfully he didn't miss any time and thankfully he's okay. But, you know, still, you don't want to see head injuries on top of anything else. I mean, those, you know, you're talking your those brain, you're not, talk, you're not talking a knee or an elbow or an ankle, you're talking the brain. So. Yep. And those definitely add up. I mean, that's the other, con- you know, the question is, you know, when you get to a point where you've had three or four of those in your career, those can definitely compound. So it makes it even harder when you start looking at this team, and I, and I agree with you, I think Kansas City has been uh, up to last week's, before last week's game, they have been one of the least 
uh, injured teams, at least uh, from their injury report. And I think that that's helped them. But still at three and four, that's a big question mark going forward is how they're going to adjust. But when you look at the Giants and you look at their record right now, uh, they took on a team in the Carolina Panthers that everybody thought was doing very well this season. And they just basically took them to the woodshed 25 to three. That's pretty good. It's a pretty good win. Yeah, well, you know, it helps that uh, Matt Rule, the head coach, came right out and said, we're going to run the ball. And the Giants took that personally. And uh, the run defense, which had been just not very good the last couple, last few weeks, I mean, they let Dallas run all over them. The week before that in their upset win over uh, New Orleans, Alvin Kamara ran all over them. The Los Angeles Rams ran all over them. So they took that as a challenge. And they buckled down and they played probably their best game of the season that defense did. And, uh, you know, the Carolina Panthers, remember, they came into MetLife Stadium last week. They had lost three in a row. And Sam Darnold, who New York area fans are very much familiar with from his time with the Jets, you know, he's never really been, you know, an upper tier quarterback. And, that you know he had come in. I think he had thrown something like seven interceptions coming into that Giants game, and he had another one, if I'm not mistaken. So um, that that was a winnable game for the Giants, and it was nice to see the Giants finally, finally play above the level of their competition. That's something they haven't really done a whole lot of, and it drove me crazy because you know you'd watched them play down to the level of a, of a team that maybe was wasn't as good as they were. Or, you know, they wouldn't play up to the level of a team that was better than them. And they finally just took the bull by the horns and played above the level of competition, which I think was an X factor in their win last week. So when we jump into this, when we start looking at this game, there are going to be certain players that we need to talk about on both the offensive side and the defensive side of the ball for the Giants. And we're going to do that here in just a moment. But let me talk about our friends over at Online really quick. We're back and we're better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated or desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From football to basketball to the baseball postseason to all the other sports and Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game start, starts. Sorry about that. All right. So when we start looking at this game, you're looking at a possible Giants team that's going to be without three of their top wide receivers. Uh, they could have Saquon Barkley back. Going to be hard to know at this point uh, with it being a Monday night game, whether or not he's going to play. What do you think that they're going to do to try to attack this Chiefs defense that has obviously been one of the Achilles heel for this team? Yeah, I mean, I think your pass defense has been pretty bad. And I think also, if I'm not mistaken, you had a, an injury, I think, up front in your pass rush. Chris Jones might be ailing. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I think one of the things the Giants did a lot of last week that helped them is they played with more with heavier packages. So, you know, they also – roll Daniel Jones out a lot to to keep him from being a sitting duck behind that offensive line, which, you know, we didn't talk about the Giants offensive line, but it's not, you know, one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. So I just wonder if maybe we're going to see a similar type of game plan that we saw last week against the Carolina Panthers. So on offense, 
by rolling Daniel Jones out, by taking advantage of his athleticism, you know, some design runs, some boots, some rollouts, um, RPOs, just taking advantage of that. Because last week, you know, you can make the argument Daniel Jones was a big chunk of the Giants offense. And, you know, he even caught a pass, if you remember. Um, and and they just he, – he just connected with the receivers they have. You know, Dante Pettis has been filling in for the injured guys, and he, he played well. Uh, they got Darius Slayton back last week, and they got the tight ends more involved last week, which was good to see. They got Kyle Rudolph, a guy who I've been screaming to get involved, finally got a, a few more uh, pass targets. So that would be my guess is they're just going to maybe carry over what they did against the Panthers, you know, change it up a little bit here and there, but basically keep those same principles against the Chiefs defense. And when you start looking at this Giants team, I have to admit, you know, looking at their schedule and looking at who they played, I can I can understand a little bit their record. But at the same time, I don't see a two and five team here. Uh, I was expecting the Giants to be better than they've been so far this year. But what are you seeing that's really changed uh, when they're getting their wins as opposed to when they're losing? Well, they're making fewer mistakes. Number one, I mean, and you mentioned the Giants don't look like a two and five team. They should have won that game against Washington. All right. Mm-hmm. That that should have never Absolutely. come down to that should have never come down to that that penalty on Dexter Lawrence. There was another game, the Falcons game. They should have won that game as well. Now I know shoulda, woulda, coulda, didn't. Um, but you know, those were two very winnable games. You can even make the argument that Denver was a winnable game. Kansas City can relate to that, trust me. Yes. And and I still maintain, and I've made this argument before on my show, that the Giants weren't ready to start the season. And I did not like how they came out of the preseason, the approach they had taken to getting the guys ready. And I thought that cost them with, in terms of a slow start. Now, the Rams game, I mean, that was just a, a, a bad blowout. The Dallas game, as much as it pains me to admit it, Dallas right now is the, is the creme de la creme in the NFC East. Right. So those were two legitimate losses as far as I'm concerned. But, you know, the other ones, um, the other games they lost, I think they should have been wins. They weren't, you know, the, the record is what it is. You know, the great Bill Parcells used to say, you are what your record says you are. And uh, the Giants are just not a, a team that's good enough to overcome some of their mistakes. So the fewer mistakes they make, the better their chances of winning. Now, when you flip it over to the defensive side going against this Chiefs offense, the thing that is standing out to me the most on with Kansas City is, you know, 17 turnovers. They turned the ball over, I think, six more times than they turned it over all of last year in just the first seven games. Uh, but their offense, at least on a uh, expected points per average, EPA level, is phenomenal this year. But they keep turning the ball over and they keep doing things that they kick themselves in the feet. But what do you think that the Giants are going to do to attack this Chiefs offense? Are you expecting them to kind of stay with what uh, teams have shown to be effective against Kansas City? I mean, you got to try and get home with, with uh, four. You can't. Right. I don't think you can throw five, six guys at the Kansas City Chiefs, not with the weapons they have, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. I mean, you're not going to win if you if you throw the kitchen sink at those guys. Um, I'm curious to see what happens with Patrick Mahomes. I know he got dinged last week. Um, I don't know. Is he in the concussion protocol? I don't know if he is or not. I, I, I think I read he no. wasn't, no, but he still he got did. dinged. Yeah, he got dinged, and I don't know how it wasn't a concussion. You know, they, but they said after the game it wasn't a concussion. They said uh, on Monday and Tuesday it wasn't a concussion, that he's clear. And he said even today on Twitter himself that he's expecting to play. Uh, that he's looking forward to getting uh, you know back to playing on Monday night. So 
Uh, I would expect that he is coming back to play, but man, that hit was vicious. Yeah. So, I mean, let's see, you know, and I, and I hope, let me, let me emphasize this. I hope Patrick Mahomes is okay. I, like I said, those mm -hmm. head injuries are scary. I don't wish them on anybody. That said, those head injuries, sometimes symptoms pop up when you're least expecting it. So I'm curious to see how much Patrick Mahomes does during the week. Um, right now, Mahomes, you know, and, I, and I'm just following from a distance here, not as closely as you guys do, but he doesn't look like Patrick Mahomes from like two years ago. And I'm not sure why, considering that they've upgraded the offensive line, but he just looks a little bit more jittery back there when it comes time to making those throws and almost like he's trying to take it all on his shoulders and do everything himself. And giant fans can relate to that because Daniel Jones does that sometimes as well. And, and um, you know, so I'm, I'm curious to see whether they can calm Patrick Mahomes down and get him back to just kind of taking what's there as opposed to trying to force things that aren't. Well, and then you, you start talking about getting home with four how are you feeling about your pass rush going against this offensive line, which, as you said, was improved this year, but it doesn't seem to have really panned out that way for Kansas City with the way things have worked out so far? Well, last week the Giants against a uh, banged-up and patchwork Carolina line, I think they had six sacks, I want to say. I think it was six sacks and ten quarterback hits. So the pass rush came alive. Now, was it because the competition was better? Was it because the Giants finally woke up? I don't know the answer to that. I think it was probably a, a com, you know, it was probably a combination of the two. Right. So I would like to think that, you know, now that the, the, the set, they say sacks come in bunches. So I would like to think the Giants are going to be able to continue that. But, you know, Patrick Mahomes, again, he can get out of the pocket. He can scramble. He can change the launch point. Um, that's the danger of playing him. And I suspect that um, Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy, they're going to have Mahomes get rid of that ball very quickly and let the speedsters do their job and try and, you know, dart around the giant defenders because the middle of the field for the Giants has been really badly covered, I think, for whatever the reason. I don't know if it's, you know, because of the safeties being so deep and in cover two or whatever the case might be. But um, I have a feeling that the Chiefs are going to probably attack the middle of the field with their speedsters, maybe do some short crossing routes and, and you know, hooks and all that stuff, slants, and let those guys do the rest. Patricia, thank you so much for coming on. I really do appreciate it. If you want to catch the other side of this interview, Patricia is going to ask me questions. We're going to do that on the Locked On Giants show here in just a moment. Patricia, thank you again for coming on, and we really appreciate it, and we will talk to you tomorrow.